outside now today so I've got like a, an early morning fire it's not completely necessary but it's uh, it's down in the embers now and I've got a waterfall thing going in the background and I've got uh, a squeaky table here and so I'm uh, but it's 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 been a long night of you know going over and over in my head different um, scenarios and I realized wait a second all that's got to stop what, what, what is this it's, it's based on it's based on fear well what if this happens well what if that happens well, what if this happens as a result of that and what, what about uh, you know I told somebody a bunch of stuff yesterday and then I, I wonder how they're they're taking that now and you know, I'm just, it's just a, a wondering. So, um, some verses. No, no, you're not going to start that out. Here, we're outside now. What, what did you do? What did you do? Huh? What did you do? What did you do? What did you eat? You want to get fed? He did something. What did you do? Anyway, so... Obviously, I, I turned to the Bible and, and, I, and I realized that uh, 
you know, um, let's go with the English standard. So do not be anxious about anything, but it, in everything by prayer and supplication, thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, ah, I like that, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then um, there's there's one from Peter, the obvious one, Isaiah 41.10, then there's, you know, the, the, the real simple one from 1 Peter 5.7, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So that I did not do, and lost sleep as a result. And uh, I, it's always the same kind of thing with me. It's like, um, you know, new things coming up and past traumas replaying and then feeling like I don't really belong here on earth, you know. And I mean, it can go from there and just it just, you know, I, I end up getting trashed in the process. Um, so in Matthew 6, it says, Do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Uh, I don't like that translation. Let's go with the, um, the King James on that. When in doubt, King, King Jim. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient under the day is the evil thereof. That's better. In the multitude of my thoughts with me, thy comforts delight my soul. So if you take someone like David, the psalmist, and he's got wars going on with the Philistines, he's got a kingdom to, to, to be wary about, he's got people that want to be king themselves, you know, plotting against him, which he already knows about, and he's in the middle of this whole, what you might call a shitstorm. And how does he sleep? How is he going to sleep? And, you know, at times he'll say, Lord, if you don't intervene here, I'm, the, you know, do you want to see me six feet under? Is that it, Lord? You know, because he feels like the, 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 the end is near and he gets rescued. But um, he has the same advice. Does he follow it? No, he doesn't always follow it. Um, let, well, you know, in the obvious John 14, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Um, Peace I live with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, you know, give I unto you, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So here, here we have the two, John, you know, John 14, let not your heart be troubled, being repeated. And so, you know, we because when you're, the heart is troubled, what ends up happening is, well, first of all, you don't get to sleep. Doesn't solve anything. In fact, you don't have the energy you should have, and so it may end up pushing the things that you need to accomplish, or the things that you or fear would happen come to pass because you're worrying. I'm worrying, and so the things that we don't want to happen, they end up happening. And they go, well, I predicted that. Well, no, you, 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 you worried it into existence because you took it away from God. And that just, it's a constant lesson. And, uh, you know, don't look to me to be the expert in this. I'm a constant failing at this. 
but I'm I'm up on my feet now, and I'm I'm giving myself the word and repentance. I realize completely unnecessary. I, I just because God's got it. So what you know, whatever I told anybody, uh, worried about them misinterpreting my words, you know, not understanding me. The Lord's got it anyway, and the outcome is nothing I can control. So why? So what's the point of worry? For in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increaseth knowledge increaseth increaseth sorrow. Uh, there's a big amen to that. The more you know, the more you know around the world. You know you're you're on top of everything that's going on. The more that it's going to increase worry and sorrow. Because and, and it's from wisdom, because a wise person knows all the things going on, is not uh, nonplussed from seeing uh, people do maximum evil. In fact, they expect it because they have wisdom, so they're not surprised about anything. What they are is filled with sorrow that people would behave as if as if no one was watching them, as if as if they were getting away with it when they're not, and so. You know, so this is the thing, and this is what we do. So this is, you know, as much spiritual warfare as, you know, uh, Satan is coming at you to gaslight you or something like that. This is, just, they, these things come at you at night, thoughts, just, they might as well be people, they might as well be like flying demons. As they come at you and you're letting them in, and then they take you over. And then, you know, you go, well, hey, where'd God go? Well, the, they took you over, so that's the end of God. That's the end of the supernatural intervention. You're on your own, pal. And then you fail. Of course we fail. How can you see all the angles? I can't. You can't. So it's just it's just a repetitive thing, but this is something that has to be learned. I think the more filled we are with the Spirit of God, the more we just don't worry, because it's just, you can't have the two things together. You can't have fear and the Spirit of God together in the same vessel. When you have that worry, that means you are filled with fear. Fear is anathema to God. Fear pushes God out. Fear pushes success away. Fear pushes victory off the cliff, just out of reach. And then you go, oh, look, we were attacked and have no victory. Uh, Look what they did to us. We're victims. And where it may be that we did it to ourselves. It may be we did it to ourselves. And instead of taking responsibility, we're blaming other people for... There are no other people, right? I mean, ultimately, there's you and God, and and your walk is measured by the Lord, and you were tested by the Lord, and, you know, how you react to other people, they might as well just be props in a play. Right, that you're you're the the one that's conscious, you're the one that's being that, that's that's racking up a good or bad score with God, depending on how much fidelity you have. And I'm you know worry and fear means no fidelity. But confidence without the spirit is also nothing. So how do we get the spirit? They say, well, you know, you just got to go over all the things God's done for you and just go, oh yeah, that's right, oh that's amazing. Then, well, I don't deserve that. Let's sabotage ourselves. I mean, you know, it's on and on and on and on. Then, speaking about that, then Job arose in his mantle and and rent his mantle 
Then he shaved his head, and he fell upon the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gives, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed it be the name of the Lord. The Lord gives. Right? He, he took the mantle, you know, his, his, whatever the calling is, whatever he thought of himself, you know, himself. And he uh, rented it. He, 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 he broke it. He tore it, up. he tore it up. And then he shaved his head. There's the end of that. And then down upon the knees and worshipped. Okay, okay, I'm... Okay, it's all you've taken everything away, Lord. Okay, I'm okay. I'm on my face worshiping, not blaming anyone else, not blaming my stupid friends who keep telling me I'm doing this wrong and that wrong before you, God, before you, Lord. So, okay, Lord. So you took away my my family. You took away my bank account. You took away my health. Okay, Lord, I'm worshiping you. You give it and you take it away. So, whichever way you want to lead me, Lord, I'm just, I'm all yours. I'm all yours, Lord. Um, and then, of course, you know, the ultimate end of worry is, you know, consider the ravens, for they never, neither sow nor reap, which neither gave storehouse nor barn. And God feeds them. How much more are you better than the fowls? But you're worrying. You're going to starve. Klaus Schwab is going to starve you. That thought right there, okay, that kind of talk, we listen to that on, we hear that on Alex Jones, and we hear that on all the other clones that are on Rumble and on, you know, on alternative sites. And it's all just fear-based, right? And we know that, but so... There's nothing wrong with listening to warnings about what's coming, but then if that's going to affect you and give you fear, then you did the wrong thing. You, then you need to be, after you hear the warning, then you need to be praising God or worshiping God. And if you find yourself worrying, then you know the effect of the news media and the evil one and all the evil people, they've scored a big victory on you because you're worrying now and you're scared. And of course, it's a natural thing to be scared, but we're not in the natural. We're in the supernatural. We're not... We're not <coughs> knock it off. This is outside now. So we're in the supernatural. I have to be a little stern with Ben's because he's, now he's followed me out here. I'm not even in the area where I... <coughs> hey. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. So I, I pet him. It's just, a, it's, it's, I can't believe it. You know, Molly had this habit. And then uh, Dasha had this habit. And now Ben's has this habit. How, how did that pass from one dog to the other? Um, so, you know, you understand what I'm going to say before I'm going to say it here on this topic. And, and the thing is, is that... Uh, and then going over, you know, then one thing leads to another. Then you can go over all your past traumas 
and all the things people did to you, then you can get you, you can do two things. You get angry, you know, like you want to fight them. And then, no, you, you want to lick my ear? Didn't I do a good job cleaning that with a soap and towel? No. Hmm? Hmm? Okay. Okay, man. He's, he wants to get to the back of my ear and, and clean it. No, we're not going to get, we're, that's, it's not, this is, I'm here because we have to get through this. You know, you don't look like you're afraid of anything. Okay, I understand it. But I'm going to, now he's giving me his paw, like, like, you know, don't be jealous of this, like, talking to people, just, just be there and stop moving around. Okay. So I, I slept a, a good, you know, I was in bed for seven hours, and I slept four hours and 30 minutes. And um, because I had all these things going in my head, including some, some good things. And then, you know, wondering, you know, who was, you know, where the knife was going to come from, what knife was going to be about, how many knives I have to, and I realized, well, I got to take knives out of my back all the time. I mean, what's, you, you know, but the Lord's got that because I'm still on my feet. So what's the deal? Even when I went to the hospital, everybody thought that was it. And then, uh, but I, I, I had the Lord. And he saw me through, and you know, miraculously uh, brought me back to um, to health, pretty much. Except I've got you know a couple issues that uh, are kind of chronic, but they're manageable. That's it's good enough for me. So. So where is the problem then? And, um, you know, so, so what have I done? Well, what I've done is um, worn myself out, had an average of four hours and 20 minutes or so uh, sleep for the last seven days where I could have had seven hours, eight hours. And then most of it was fraught with, you know, images of this and images of that, remembering this and remembering that. And um, when I've had no fear and I have written as a writer, you know, I tend to be very bold in things I write, things I post. I don't, I don't worry, I post, don't worry. But when I'm in a fear-based mode, I tend to post something that I fear. So then I take it down because I because of something that's going on in me, something unchecked, some kind of thing that I'm not, I guess, eradicating from my consciousness. I'm not eradicating that from my mind. And so then I do something like ruin something because I'm afraid. I'm like a little boy now, afraid. And I really... um, This... Is a pattern with people that have been are survivors of abuse. There's this fear-based thing that happens, which which is you know the abuser does stick that in you. You know, it's like putting in a knife, <clears throat> breaking the blade off, and there it is, the thorn. So they trigger that, and you know later on, and they keep triggering it, and then you know hoping you'll cower away and kind of go hide. 
get away from that. Can't handle it. We're superior, and you're obviously, uh, what has Jesus Christ done for you? Obviously, you're no different than you, you were 20 years ago. I've had that one, too. No change since Christ. Thank you. You know, I guess that means you don't have to do anything about it. And of course, it's all bullshit. It's 100% shit. But they talk shit, and then if you take it to heart, why did they say that? What have I done? And there you are. You know, you're, you're, the, uh, you're the inversion of yourself. And everything has gone to, gone to hell. Everything's shot and gone because you just, because they hit that core, go, ah, you know, I'm just, I don't need to be around these people. I just need to be away and I, uh, I need to regroup. I need to find some kind of shelter. I can't handle it. Okay, so that right there is something the Lord wants us to change. I'm filled with joy. I've got the Lord. What the hell? You know, I mean, everything is, uh, you know, I've got that. Things couldn't be better. Period. End of uh, monkey, monkey mind thoughts. End of it. And if, oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? Oh, this is that. You know, what if that? What if? What if? What if? What I wrote fails? What if? You know, the audience doesn't like it. What if? You know, so and so misinterpreted something I said. What if so and so? What? If, well, what if? What if? What if? What if? What if? The devil's had a big success on you. Oh, it was because of abuse. I know. It's not really your fault. But what are you going to do? You got to get rid of that. When everybody else is cowering, that's when you're standing strong. And they just can't believe it. And then they see Jesus, you know. So that, there's your evangelism right there. There's your success. There's your soul winning uh, capability. There's God working through you. Oh, what? wait, wait, I'm worried. No, you're bl- okay, block, shut down. Boom, nothing happens. No soul saved. Nothing works. Nobody sees anything. It's just the same old, same old. They win. You lose. And um, you know, that would be, I guess, okay if it were true, but everything that they say to you or the devil says to you or the demons say to you, you know, everything they say is basically a lie. You shouldn't have done this. You shouldn't have done that. If you didn't do this, you wouldn't have to worry about it. Why would you make that mistake? Compared to, oh, Lord, you must have wanted that to happen like that because I, I didn't understand what was happening there. Now, now it's, I see your will in action. Oh, that wasn't a mistake. That was your, I see. The Lord makes all things for good. Things that are meant for harm and evil, he turns to good for those who are loving and called according to his purpose. So what's the problem? What if they do say that? What if they do slime you? What if they do whatever they do to you? What does it matter? Technically, because of your position in the spirit, it means nothing. In fact, the ideas and designs that anybody have are meaningless. Even if you pick up on their minds through psychic energy and you pick up on their, their directing thoughts toward you, it's still bullshit. It's still wrong. 
because their thoughts are not the Lord's thoughts. So, cancel, please. Who cares? They don't matter. Oh, that's pretty callous. They don't matter. No, they don't. They don't matter. They really don't. If somebody is sending these words of caution or, or trying to scare you in some way or get you to be, you know, get you to do anything or manipulate you or anything, it's all irrele- irrelevant. The only thing that's relevant is how God is leading you. So if God is leading you and they're, they're trying to direct you, you I, I divorce myself from these voices. I don't care about their psychic bullshit. I'm out of here following the Lord, period. That's it. I'm following Jesus. I don't care. Write them all off. Let them go off the cliff like lemmings. Let them all worry each other to death. I'm gone because I'm following the Lord. So I'm, it's all about God for me. So it's not about you. Not about you over there. Not about your, what, your rumors you're spreading. In fact, I don't, even, I don't even defend myself. But I am guilty of, of hiding, being traumatized, hiding under the bed, things like that. And I know others that are the same thing. That's basically like mommy trauma. You know what I mean? That, that's when you're really young. You get those kind of triggers. And they have to be eliminated today. Today is the last day. No, no, no. There is no tolerance for for a recurrence of them. Today is the miracle. The triggers are gone. They have to be. The 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 they have to be. This is it's either now or never. You know what I mean? It's either now or never. We're either going to follow the Lord now, or we're never going to follow Him. It's either now or never. It. I mean. When is going to be a... Okay, I promise I'm not going to worry what anyone else thinks about anything. And then, you know, because I know they hate that. You know, why don't you do yourself a favor? Go tell the people you're worried about that you don't care what they think and see what they do. And you don't care what they say. And you don't care what they post about you. You don't care about anything. And then you really are on your way. You, the, 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 the ties are really broken. This, I declare all these soul ties broken in Jesus' name. All the soul ties are broken right now. We cannot have this happen again. Okay, there is no time for self-indulgence. Of, you, know, you know, hiding under my bed with my traumas and my fears and my, 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 and my ego and my self-hatred and my whatever. You know what I mean? It's just, we can't, there's just no time for that again. It can't, happen. It doesn't matter. I don't care. So I don't care about me either when I'm thinking thoughts like that. I don't care. I, the real me, the soul of me, doesn't care. I don't care what your worries are, Zeph. I don't care. If something happens, uh, just uh, readjust. They burn your house down, readjust. You know? Everything that's going to happen in your life from here to the very end is already known by God. So why are you, you know, so what's the point? Anxiety and worry? Well, that's a good way to get sick and cut your life down. Okay, go ahead. I don't care. Yeah. Remember that song by Supertramp? It was like, you're bloody well right, you got a right to say, you know, when we all complain and everything and they're tired of hearing the complaints and then he goes, me, I don't care anyway. Well, actually, you know, that might seem like tough love, you know, to, to stop people from complaining about things that have happened to them. But, uh, and I endlessly, I don't just complain, I, I analyze. I analyze like an analyst, like a psychiatrist. 
and go in and then and it, you know and then I'm back in Ecclesiastes and it's all vanity and it's all stupid and it's all useless and it's all a waste of time all all 100% it's a thing to know a thing but there's no once you understand it comes from ignorance or evil one or the other or fear one or the other of those then it, it obviously I don't care. It, I, obviously it, it, it needs to be rejected. I mean, who cares? Why even be concerned about a thing like that? You know, you just, uh, all you can do is all you can do. And then um, if you want to add worry to that, then you won't do as well as you would have done because you'll be tired, you'll be unfocused, and you'll be without the Lord, and you'll be without direction. And then you wonder, well, all this, through all the haze of, chatter in your head with millions of voices chattering of all your history you'll start wondering god lord where where did you go where wow where are you in all this the answer is you you know we pushed him away we pushed him away by worrying we pushed him away by a million thoughts and an, an analysis of all these different things. You know, I accept that people are going to be as evil as they were in Maui. You know what I mean? That they'll just, they'll burn people to death. I mean, you know, like I said, Mel Gibson had it perfect in the uh, Patriot, where that British soldier, that British captain, or whatever he was, you know, he 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 he, he chained up the church with everyone in it and burned it to the ground. Now, had someone been really attentive, I mean, all these people were worrying, too. They were worrying about everything. Had they been really following the Lord, they might not have been in church that day. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? They might not have been there that day. Maybe there were some that uh, were led by the Lord, and they were going to go to church, but something came up. So they, so they, you know, so the whole path of the Lord is, is, is an intervention of every logical thing you would do. The Lord's pulling you another way because your logic fails to save you, and fails to save me. And when I say you, I mean me. It fails. So what are we going to do? I'm going to worry that Klaus Schwab is going to starve us all to death, and the balloon has gone up, and this and that. I, oh, God, it's 5 o'clock, I need a drink. And i got to glug, 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 glug that drink. Or maybe I need a puff of, of, of vape or something. I need something, I mean, a cigar, anything. And that's really going to solve it, isn't it? The true test is, you know, global thermonuclear war is imminent. Oh, well, we better get to praying then. Hey, Lord. Hi, Lord. I want you around. With you, I can do all things. Without you, I can do nothing. So... The enemy wants me to push you away by worrying and being fearful of what they might do. So therefore, I am a big failure. Because instead of rebuking that, in Jesus' name, I not only welcome it, but I I add a whole bunch more layers to it. Ah, you see, there's a guy, you know, they were... They were never friends from the beginning. I see that knife. I got to pull out another knife. I see. They were double-minded in their treatment of me. You know. And again, who cares? 
Most people uh, that say this or that are double-minded anyway. So, yes, okay, they're going to be friendly to your face and put a knife in your back. I mean, that's pretty typical of the human race. Who cares? Rather, Lord, protect me from the evil and then walk on. Delighted in the Lord, walk on. Praising God, walk on. Over the hospital, praying over a friend in need, or the jail, or somewhere, doing something, anything. Go to Maui, help the people. Anything. Go to Pakistan. But not this self-sabotaging, insular, narcissistic, self-focused, like a prison cell with no way to get out, and then nothing but suffering, and it's all our fault because by now we should have learned this well we didn't because part of it is like a refusal to grow up which is growing up is accepting the way things are you know okay that's the way they are and then you know stopping the reaction to anything that happens because obviously if you accept the way things are then you know it's expected things are going to happen what do you think Rejoice of the persecution, Jesus. Because they persecuted me, they'll persecute you. Why Why do we look at this uh, as if some strange thing had happened to us? Why do we do that? Oh, oh, God, out of the blue, I couldn't believe it. I was, being, I was just trying to accomplish this task, and all these things came and stopped me. Oh, Lord, help me. Too late, buddy. You already failed. You blew it. I did? You did. You had the victory in the palm of your hand. But fear took it away. And worry. And introspection. I've done a lot of that because I had a lot of, you know, trauma from people. And just, you know, I mean, the kind of things that have happened to me are just great, great for fiction. You know what I mean? Great for, because I mean, most people wouldn't believe the things that happened to me. The, 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 the odds on certain things happening, you know, just almost impossible but there's a way to look at that without being um, fearful but getting bolder in the Lord you you don't have to block out memories you don't have to not acknowledge something happened but it's it becomes this sort of worry about it you know this is where it where it becomes problematic that might mean you know punching the bully in the nose you know confrontation Jesus was the expert at confrontation Woman, you have seven husbands. There you go. Boom. Direct. You know? This will be a house of prayer, not a house of you know, destitution, money, prostitution, and all the rest of the worldly things. Get out of here. Overturn the tables. You know? Terrorism. Blow the Christian bookstore to smithereens. Ah, feel better. Oh, no. I'm worried. What if I go to jail? Oh, no. We have a brother in Christ in jail and his crime was feeding the poor and preaching the word. Way to go, Canada. If they didn't worry about stuff, they'd all be in, uh, up in uh, Trudeau's grill, wouldn't they? Yeah. What's the military going to do? Shoot everybody? Well, let them do that then. 
You know, let them let them show how ugly and stupid they really are. That should, all that is is a testimony of the Most High. But let's not get in the way and become the problem. Also, if they're the problem, we stand on the word. We just stand defiantly, without thought of oh no, oh God, oh wow, it's gonna, I, 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 I got kids at home. I, I don't know. Better shut up. I'm, I better watch out. I better not say anything. Well, you think in all your crafty ideas, better not say anything, all your diplomacy, you can actually figure this thing out and make the right moves? No way. It's the Holy Spirit that utters out of your mouth, and that's the right thing to say. And you go, I didn't even have realize what I was saying. Yeah, because you're taking over in the Spirit, you're operating in the Spirit. Because you're operating in the Spirit, everything is 100% accurate. 100% victory. But no, we got to go back to worrying. Back to introspection. Back to the bullies. Oh, they might do something. So that's my angst today because I realize that when I listen to... Um, I mean, I might just do a moratorium on news altogether. I mean, we've all talked about this, but I mean, I'm really serious. If... I, if, if and it, you know, if the TV and the media and the news make me fear-based, then they destroy my faith. So I can't let that happen because I'm I'm uh, I'm better than that, you know. So I'll just I don't care. Tune them out. Who cares? Did, you don't have any compassion. Oh, I do, but I mean, I have compassion for the things that are in front of me. There's nothing I can do about uh, what's happening in you know the you know in in, in Brazil right now you know <laughs> there's you know I, there's nothing I can do I, there's no need for me to worry about Maui and Brazil and Canada and all these fires and all this stuff that's burning they're gonna try to burn the whole world down because they're just that's the way they roll so what so what after it's burned. Call to help the people, fine. Not to, go over here, over there, fine, whatever. And this whole idea of just building up a big head of steam, all oh, those assholes. I'm not sure that's the right way to go either. I'm going to get them. Well, you're not going to get them. They, they have all the armies of the world. They're the big beast. And who could make war with the beast? Nobody. That's basically, once again, the Bible's accurate. We're not. We're winning. We know in the end they lose. Yes, they lose. The lizards lose. Why? Because they're not God. Because they're against God. So, therefore, it's cool. Walk on. Next. What's next? I don't want to think about Bill Gates today. It's not, not really on my radar right now. And... And on and on and on and so forth and so on. Why? Because it gets in the way of my walk with Jesus. Uh, oh no, when, when, when I have to focus on him, I'll, I'll tear him to shreds. Yeah, and then I'll walk on. Am I, oh, I worry about that tweet. Oh, well then you shouldn't have even been involved if you're going to worry about that tweet. Well, I just got banned. Oh, okay, fine, walk on. Who cares? Facebook's irrelevant. Twitter's irrelevant. It's all irrelevant. None of it matters. It's all a waste of time. If 
you have no purpose in it. If you're just idly sort of in a masturbatory mode, you know what I mean? Just sort of, <laughs> you know, the typical you know, view of what we have of millennials, you know, at the mommy's basement with the underwear and the, you know, and the, the you know, the, 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 you know, the, 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 you know, the Pornhub account and, you know, and, and getting on to Twitter and, you know, it's just, uh, I mean, an exercise in misery and failure, but also an exercise in mind control and, and, um, and mental illness. So I want my mind clean. So I want to focus on something else. I, focusing on Bill Gates every day is really, you know, or, you know, the billionaires of Maui. Someone put up a really nice meme. I don't know where it came from, but it was like, it was, it, I, I don't know who it came from, but, uh, but uh, it, it was uh, Oprah Winfrey said, you know, watching, or, or some reasonable facsimile of her, sitting there watching the fires out her window, salivating, you know, <laughs> the land she's going to get. And uh, I've just, okay, you know, we've kind of been there, done that, and we see the, the whole purpose is the, the, you know, the, the islanders will not sell, um, and so they burn it down. I mean, okay, next. You know, it's, it's going to be, you know, up to them. If they're going to be, you know, begging the billionaires, the U.S. government or Biden to give them money, well, then they're going to just stay slaves, you know. And, you know, they're going to have, you know, the, Ma- the Maui is going to be, the servant class will be the Hawaiians, and the ugly Americans will be the, uh, the big landowners. That'll be the end of that. If they decide not to take the money, then, um, you know, and, 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 and start working to kick the billionaires out because, of the, 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 because they can't be trusted, you know, not to, not to you know, exert, to throw their weight around, right, exert their influence and governments, and U.S. military, and the whole rest of it. Hawaii is just um, basically like a whore. It's funny, Maui is like a woman, you know, the, the, the outline of Maui. But it's really not, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. It's going to be up to them what they're going to do. You know, I can pray for them to do the right thing, although I don't think they will. And I think that... Um, they think money is the solution. So they hate the billionaire. They hate the Howley. But they want the money. Can't have it both ways. Oh, no, they should arrange, you know, maybe they could put together a force, like a, a military force, and just go take over the hotels. You know what I mean? Like they do in the third world every once in a while. Now, what's that? What do you have? Uh, come on, drop it. Drop it. What do you have? Drish? Benz has got something in his mouth. See, because out here, you know, the dogs get to run free. The, you know, dogs are here. They get to run around and there's no... Uh... Oh, he brought a pair in. He had a... Has a, a he had a pair. It's not Okay, so end of, end of, you know being taken out to the woodshed for me. But basically, that's it. Don't do that. It's as simple as that. There's no need to analyze it. Just don't do it again. Just don't do it. 
you know. Talked enough about Maui, just done with the subject. There's nothing I can do. It's not my ministry right now, so move on. And, uh, but the biggest sin I think that I do is the self, you know, doubt, worry, self stuff, you know, just sort of like a negative narcissism that really, really is bordering on self-destruction, you know. I'm not unlike a lot of other artists out there have a similar tendency, but it's just, you know, a self-destruction, which was, you know, something I agree was put in by somebody else, but it doesn't really matter. It affected them. It was the same reason Francesca jumped off the bridge, you know. Um, you know, you, you get hardwired like that, but it's, it's time for the Lord to break those chains. So you can call this show today a miracle because it's broken for all of us. And I know every one of you goes through the same thing. I, you know, I've got uh, people I work with. The same thing. I, like, I feel like I'm looking in a mirror sometimes. Ah, the sword. Okay, let's do the sword. I wish I could show you guys the, the seer's sword. When I'm functioning in, in, as the seer, or the desert prophet, or the, you know, the man of God, I'm, I'm, I'm as bold as a, as a lion. Okay, Would you well, like another tea? Yes, ma'am. And right now I've got my, my Excalibur sword in hand. I feel like I should be sharpening both ends of this thing. You know, you could basically run somebody through and then you could use this as a skewer and just barbecue them. But I'm not a cannibal, so, you know, you know what I mean? And put it over a spit. <laughs> but yeah, is it a... It's kind of a two-handed. It's not really the same scale. But Trish had to bring it out because today we're slaying this 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 horrible... I don't even know what it is. It's like this program of, 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 of self-loathing and worry and anxiety and, you know, alcohol and drugs and escape and, and wah, 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 you know. They're picking on me. We just got to, you know, it's like, you know, fortunately I've lived long enough, so most of everything, like people are saying it, that I was, that, you know, on the internet there are people saying things out there, and, I, and I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. Understand that. I don't care. But you can t tell me what they are, I still don't care. So that's a, like a litmus test for me, because if I really don't care, then I made tremendous product, progress. I don't care what you say, and I don't care what you do. It's got nothing to do with me. You want to criticize this or that or the other thing, have at it. And I remember when I got, uh, when my ex, one of my, you know, a long time ago ex-wife at that time sued me for divorce, you know, or filed for divorce. And, and... The, the the document I was served with the uh, you know with the papers, and what she said about me was so bad in court. I was so, I was I just like all I wanted to do was, and they had me by the balls. They figured, they figured I would do exactly what I did, which is make a deal with her. You know the house had to be gone, right? Make a deal with her, you know, and uh, 
and and walk away. And so the idea is all the things that were said were so triggering. The first thing I did is I went and got a shotgun. I was ready to blow my brains out. That was called psychotic and paranoid and this and that. And just really just every evil thing you can think of in that whatever was the uh, in the complaint or deposition or whatever it was you filed with the court for divorce. And the result that they wanted, they got, which is I, I, I abdicated. Now, they, they hit me hard, hit me hard, knocked me down. And instead of getting back up, I just said, whatever you want. You know, as opposed to, you know, going in and saying, now, you know, may, maybe even suing for libel. Or something cool like that, you know, which, you know, you know, so I didn't do anything. I abdicated. And it was okay. You know, I mean, it didn't, it didn't destroy me. But I always felt guilty that I, that I acted out of fear. Oh, I can't have them saying that about me. I mean, gee, all these horrible things in court and these other people seeing, oh, no. And it was all just about money and settlement, and, you know, hit them hard and then, then see what shakes out. And they did it on purpose. A lot of it was false. It was like, all of it was false testimony. And she knew better than that. But it was all for a purpose, which was to, 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 to get me to abdicate, sign the paper, and fuck off. Okay? And so I lost. Um, had I been like I am today, I would have just thrown it back. and I would have just got my, you know, done what most civilized people do. I just would have handed it over to my attorney and said, you know, deal with this crazy bitch, will you? I don't have time for it. I got other things going. And that would have been, you know, basically, I'm giving her nothing. I'm keeping my house. And fuck you. Well, then there'll be a fight. Okay, fine. We'll just drag it out for two years. Uh, You know, it's got nothing to do with me. All that blathering on about being psychotic and crazy and all this stuff, that's just like, got no basis in fact. It's not, you know, approved by any shrinks or anything else. And, you know, people lie all the time. It's just all lies. So, but I, but I got triggered, you see. And my first instinct was to kill myself. Think about that. I got triggered by people saying mean things. I want to put a gun to my head. Wow. That's, um, that's real wiring. That's hardwired like that. That's, that's like, that's a chain that's almost impossible to break. I mean, how do you break that? Well, the thing is, that chain is broken for me. I got other chains that we talked, we're talking about that earlier today, but I mean, that particular chain, that deep self-destruction program that, oh, you're an embarrassment, oh, I better go kill myself so you can all, so you can all live on and have happy lives. How many of you uh, have the martyr syndrome? Really, it's all based on fear and being a baby, right? You're not being mature in that situation. You're not thinking it through. You're just being emotional and saying, oh, oh my God, people think, yes, yes, people hate your fucking guts. So what? Because they don't, really, they don't even know me to hate me. So who, what is it they hate? They're just filled with hate. Whatever... You know, vector they can find for their hate, they're going to do it. They just live on hate. You know, feel sorry for them. Yeah, that's too bad. That's like a wasted life. And then, but if you become a socket 
for them to stick the light bulb in or the plug in, wow, then, then, then you've got a completed circuit. Now you have the hater and the hatee. And the whole goal of that is for the one hated to, uh, uh, you know, commit suicide. You know, gang stalking 101. How many people that complain about gang stalking, which um, is basically, should just be called persecution. But how many people uh, feel like victims? All. Basically, everyone that says that term feels like a victim. Okay, let's look at Donald Trump. Okay, he, he, everything that's happening to him is a lie and unfair. It's all gaslighting. It's gang stalking on a, on, a, on a global scale, right? Which I told you guys, gang stalking was just going to roll out mainstream. It's just basically demons, demons taking over the earth. Okay, fine. So what they've done to him now is, um, you know, is all about you know, stopping him from running the election, stopping the people from having uh, freedom and prosperity and, you know, up, which would upset China and Russia and Iran and whatever else that, that uh, our president loves those countries but hates this one. Okay, fine. Those are the circumstances. And so they've gone way over the top on him. And there's even more uh, uh, indictments coming from, you know, there's probably about 20 more indictments that have yet to fall, from these assholes in the grand juries, whoever they are, they're just pieces of shit. So because they're pieces of shit, they're not considered as human by me. Once you've sold out to that level where you go to a grand jury and you lie your ass off, like my ex-wife did to me that time, and it's all trying to intimidate Trump again to stand down. He won't do it, so they're piling on even more. They might pile on a thousand indictments or a hundred million indictments. And the more they pile on, the more ridiculous they look. And you if you talk to anybody that's around Trump, he's having, you know, a normal life. He's not worrying and pacing and doing all that crap. So however he he got to that point, maybe his mother was really nurturing to him, whatever it is that he's got inside that kind of self-confidence. The Lord's is ten times more. But we're not taking advantage of it. Taking advantage of it means more God, more fidelity, more love, more miracles. So today we have a miracle. We're going to break every one of these chains. Well, I know what it's like. I just explained what it's like. But we got to, It doesn't matter what we've done. It doesn't matter what I've done. And nothing in the past matters at all. The past is dead. Dead. The future is dead too. It's what we do now. Are you ready to break these chains? Are you ready to be done with it? Are you ready to stop it? And just you, right. It's a discipline. You give it no mind. You know, give it no mind. Give it no mind. Give it no mind. Do not give it mind. Do not pay attention. Pay no attention. These people aren't even people. They're just props on a stage. The real, the real battle is between. Isn't even you're not even in the battle. It's all about, you know, uh, hatred of God. You know, and, and you just happen to be uh, the subject. Just like Job. It's Job. If Job is anything, Job is 
the model for breaking these chains. Ignore everything, whatever's happened, and worship. Whatever his friends say, you know, words are cheap. His friends are stupid. So that's the end of that. I guarantee, though, one of the problems is if you have a high IQ, this stuff hurts a lot more because you think of all the angles. Stop. It's broken. Put your mind into thinking of other things, solutions, as Govinda says. And, um, you know, I think so many bad things have happened that we, we, that, that we end up getting healed. The more bad things that happen, the more healed we get. The less we complain, the more we just, you know, we just know it's on and we just become that vessel that God wants us to be, which is, which is basically 100% fidelity with God, you know, and no mind to, to the jackals, the idiots, the fools, which basically is everybody who wants to give you advice. Why do they want to give you advice? Don't they have enough going on in their own lives? So that's the that's the uh, that's the sermon of the year. The miracle of God breaking those chains. He wants to break the chains for you, for all of you, everyone who listens to this broadcast. He wants those chains broken so you can be free, so you can be happy, so you can so you can be fulfilled, so you can be energized, so you can fling yourself in the battle with with. Uh, remember, like the the the. Uh, what was that? Uh, I, you always like people that fling themselves in the battle on the battlefield. Uh, well, like, you know, again, going to Mel Gibson, everybody in Braveheart, you know? Just that, that uh, you know, instead of worrying about it, they're just going to they're gonna take action. You know, they're going to moon the, the, the oppressing, horrible, disgusting Nazi army of England. And, you know, compared to Scotland, England is disgusting. In my, and I don't care if you disagree, that's fine. I don't really care. Now, the United States is disgusting, so sue me. I don't care about that. It didn't, I mean, it's always been disgusting in my life. I've, I've, it, it's always been the same as it is now. There's no. The only difference is now it's all out in the open. But it, you know, it'd been, you know, circles of hidden shame. You know, join the circle, sell out, destroy yourself, or you know, we'll kick you in the head. Well, that's nice. In a free country, that's that's banned. So, when was the country free? Not in the fifties when I was born, and not now. So that's seventy years. What do you know? Maybe one day it'll come back, but it's never been in my life. So, so, so make America great again. When was it great? Well, it was never. It was human beings. It got corrupted. Long time ago. What happened to the churches? They all got corrupted. Long time ago. What happened to everything? They had all got corrupted. Long time ago. How can it get uncorrupted? So therefore, I just focus on God. You know what I mean? 
there's no need for me to keep mentioning it. It got corrupted a long time ago, and it sucks. It's just, it, it's just, there's no need for me to pay any mind to it. You know that that you know the, the idea that um, Stephen King, when he used to be witty, he had that stand where he had the people forming another democracy, another representative republic, republic type democracy, where people would vote and stuff, and it was very prescient because people believe, understood that hey, we're repeating the same mistakes that got us in trouble in the first place. This shit doesn't work. Well, of course it doesn't work. As Mark Twain said, if you know voting mattered, they they you know you know if, if voting, you know if, if what do you say if voting mattered, they wouldn't let anyone do it. But since it doesn't matter, they don't care. No, right word, right word, <laughs> Mark Twain word. So. I want that freedom. I want that freedom. I want that freedom. And all the freedom I want, everything I want, depends on what happens within me. It doesn't depend on you or anybody out there or anybody else or the, or the society or politics or anything. It's inside and that's where the freedom is. I need that freedom now. I can't go back to um, you know worrying about anything, you know, especially you know what people think or what people say. There's a saying in the Caribbean, you know, pretty much on all the islands, they got like the cab drivers right this on the side of their cabs. Let them say. Ever been there? Like you know, the, being the ugly American on vacation in the poor Caribbean, uh, a, thr- a thrill, isn't it? That's where you learn there is no such thing as paradise, right? Uh, But on the side of these cabs, it says, let them say. And I think that's just brilliant. And I've, I've thought about that for 30 years, I've thought about that. Let them say. But see, the trouble is, I don't let them say. You know, I, I need to let them say. I mean, I do now. There's nothing I can do about it anyway. People are going to say what they're going to say, think what they're going to think. Let them say. And the reason that's wise is because that is one of the keys to freedom, let them say. And that's the freedom we need. That's a very, very godly thing to say, let them say. Or Jesus, you know. Lord, forgive them for their ignorant idiots. You know what I mean? They know not what they do. They don't know. They don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. It's, it's, it'd be unfair to actually punish them for something because they're so, you know, retarded. They wouldn't understand anyway, right? They just got a bunch of blood lust for for torturing this innocent guy who had the charisma and who had a following, and they just wanted to tear him down tear that following down and what they did is they created the biggest nightmare in the history of the world Jesus and uh, when the Lord I have my sword here because you see most of the great saints of the Lord engaged in violence the Lord doesn't say I came to bring peace 
But I came to, to bring division, to divide. And when you have the Spirit of God on you, wherever, wherever we go, we div- everybody divides. We used to love to go into Starbucks and clear the place. It didn't matter what state we were in. We would just sit there, and there would be maybe 15 minutes tops before people ran out screaming. Doesn't it bother you that, you know, I mean, that you can be seen? No, no, I want them to see me more, because I don't care. You know? That chain has to be broken. There is nothing wrong with a saint of the Lord. There is nothing wrong with someone sold out to Jesus. It's how people in this society act like people that are sold out to Jesus are pariahs. And the main perpetrator of that kind of thinking are the churches. If you're truly sold out to the Lord, that, that you, we don't want you in this church. We don't want you in this building. In fact, we don't want to be seen with you. Get out of here. In the case of my brother, you know, they got a restraining order to keep him away from the church. Because he was a pure heart. And that's what they don't want. So therefore, all church is Satan. You, you know, when you look at something like, you know, these people running these big businesses like the Greg Lurie's of the world or the Chuck Smith or any of that stuff. I mean, it's obvious what it is on the surface. Why do we even have to get, get into it and try to prove it or analyze it? It is what it is. A- anyone can see. All can see. They're playing a game like nobody can see it. Uh-huh. No one can see. We're just pretending. We just want money. We really, really do care about the, the, the little people, the poor and the hippies. And we really care. And that may work. And if they do convince the people to vote for them or to participate with them or to give them their money, it's got nothing to do with me. Let them say, let them do what they're going to do, whatever. Not my thing. Not my bag. Moving on. You know, not my ministry to preach to the uh, people that have already made their decision, you know, to, 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 to serve conformity. And the beast and Satan. It's not my. It's not you know. It, it, you know that's what and they and they serve that beast in the church. Okay, you got it. You know I'm out. No need. Oh no, I'll talk to the dropouts who thought they were going to church and then they got bounced out on their ear. <clears throat> Those are people Jesus wants. So them we talk to. They do matter. <laughs> But there are less and less of them. You ever notice how there's less and less of people in general? You know what I mean? Like there's just less and less in the world, you know, of of everything. There's just less and less. And um, that's fine. Again, that's got nothing to do with me or nothing to do with the calling that God has for me. But, but when I think about all those things, then I get distracted from the Lord. And then, you know, that's, and that's what they want. So don't give them what they want. Break the chain. Be free. Be happy. Keep the chains and be miserable and in bondage. You know, how many people are in Christ that are, that are miserable? A lot. And they technically are in Christ. But because of this issue... Um, they can't serve. 
Now that let's let's compare that to the praise reports we see coming out of Pakistan from Violet and John. They're just filled with love and hope and song. And and um, they can't worry about what the Muslims are going to think. You know, they just have to. They they have a blind trust in Jesus, what they call blind faith. It's faith that doesn't need any further qualification. So they just go and they do. And what are they doing? They're rescuing people from human trafficking, murder, organ harvesting, and uh, degradation and death. People that nobody cares about. You know, the street people. People that are barefoot. People that beg for food. You know, that's, that's who Jesus has a burden for. Because let's face it, when you're at that level, the Lord can seriously use you. So they see miracles all the time. Because there's nobody telling them anything about it or analyzing it or getting in the way. They just expect it and it happens. Because if they didn't have it, they wouldn't survive. So they just know that the Lord will be there and then the Lord is. Yeah, see, that's a nice way to live. To be free of all this self-doubt, self-analysis, self-loathing, self-harm, anger at the other, anger at the Satanist, anger at the cruel people. You know, uh, it's just, you know that you, you just can't stand the seeing the ripping of the flesh and the you know the the, the big bullies everywhere. And um, and then we see the carnage and we go, oh no, God, and then we get stuck. No, I admit the carnage is not, not good. Um, I'm sorry, it's there. I pray for it to stop, that the Lord would intervene, or, or he wants me to intervene, you know, I, I don't know, just lead me wherever he's going to go. But, but, in the, but the fact of the matter is the Lord is asking us to, you know, put up with it. So it's a fact of life that, that atrocities are going on. These very wealthy people tend to, you know, seem to get some kind of thrill out of harming innocent people and destroying villages and bombing, you know, bombing uh, peasants. And they seem to just get a big thrill out of it. It's called the United States Military Industrial Complex. Also in Europe, you know, run by the UN, the WHO, the whatever. And... Um, they would love to see a planet full of just dead people, but you know the thing that stops them is the thing we need to be get with. Why don't they have their world full of dead people? Already, I mean, they've been trying long enough. The other thing is this: we can break those chains, which God breaks them if you just let Him do it. Then. Uh, fidelity of God will return sensitivity toward the Lord returns self-analysis in, in so far as lining up with uh, the commandments of the Lord returns fidelity returns and then blessings tend to return when, but when it's a great example of this would be the, the exodus out of Egypt and you had the grumbler, the people complaining because the mana just wasn't, you know, steak. Yeah, and those grumblers, they ended up, you know, you know, Moses is obviously 
you know, led by God. And they were provided for with miracle, with miracle food to sustain. It'd be kind of like, you know, you get stranded on an island and you're, 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 you're crying as you don't have any food, but there's coconuts falling out of the trees everywhere. And, and you don't, under, you know, you, 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 that, you know, basically God is just giving it to you in your hand. You know that a coconut, the uh, a serving of the coconut and the coconut water and everything and the coconut meat itself, the, the, the young coconuts, you know, that's enough for a, that's a meal for a man. You know, the amount of liquid, hydration, and the delicious taste of the coconut meat because it's soft when they're, you can scrape it out. You know, it's not hard like it is when they have let them age five years. But it's, when they're right off the tree, it's soft. And, and the, the coconut water, you know, the juice of the coconut is really sweet. Way better tasting than when they let the coconuts lie on the ground. They just do that because people like the hard coconut and cooking it and all that. I like the soft. You t- put a spoon in there after you're done drinking it, and then you spoon out the meat, and it's soft and easy to eat. And it's, it's a meal. And uh, at least it's, it'll sustain you. It's, I look at it like mana. And I always think, Lord, how did you know to make a coconut exactly one serving? It's one serving. But wherever there are the coconut trees... There's thousands of them on the ground just waiting. And then, you know, it's uh, in the film Castaway, I think Tom Hanks, he he started off with the coconuts, but then he he finally graduated to spearing fish. Well, sure, you know. But um, the coconut also offered the hydration, calories, meat, and... um, I always think of that as a miracle of God because I just think, wow. And they, you find them in the Caribbean, you find them down in South America, you find them in you know Costa Rica, you find them in in uh, all over Asia, you find them in the Hawaii and Tahiti and all the rest of it. And um, always I see these coconuts all over the beach, just everywhere, you know, going uneaten. The birds crack into a few of them. But in, in, the, in general, they're not, not eaten. But then, lo and behold, a guy comes five years later, we got to clean this up, and he puts, a, puts them all in the truck and sells them because they're still good after, after years. So I'm, I'm like, God, that is just incredible to me. Because I have a coconut, and I'm always reminded of God. You know, I always ask the Lord, how did you know to make... Like when I'm done with that last drop of that uh, wonderful coconut water juice, that sweet drink, I'm I, I'm just exactly satiated, you know. Then I then I start in eating it, and I, it's like when I'm done with that last scrape of the coconut meat, I'm like I'm perfectly satiated. That, I mean, it's a complete, you know, a complete um, meal. Now, if I add more protein to it, and you know, a fish or something, and a you know, plants or whatever, that's fine. But I could, you know, I've, I've got uh, sustenance right there. I've got mana right there, and and so far as I know, they've never run out. There's always been, you know, they've had to throw them away. Usually, they just throw them away. You now the gardener comes. You have a state on Hawaii, and uh, the coconuts fall out of the tree. And they're just perfect at that point. 
and the gardeners come and they sweep them away or they take them away. Make sure you have a nice lawn without coconuts on it. <laughs> yeah, well, Hawaii, they're going to have to learn a few lessons, aren't they, folks? Don't dance with the devil unless you're ready to pay the price. You know, that's, that's a lesson for Hawaiians, and that was a lesson for the Native Americans, and now that's a lesson for, I guess it's a lesson for white people now. Don't dance with the devil because it's going to come back on you. And when it does, don't complain, just repent. Yeah, but it's unfair. I'm, I'm, I'm not a racist. and It doesn't matter if it's fair or unfair. It's, it's happening. Get your head around it. You know, I mean, you, you, you grew up in a place that's evil. You mean you didn't see all this? There were too many hula hoops and Disneyland's and things? You didn't see it? You know, so I fully accept, you know, like in my own family, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, that, that everybody applauding people that make money and are successful. But in my own family, I mean, my, you know, just, just my line. My grandfather was just a hardcore warmonger. I mean, you know, and, and just, a, a, you know, a, 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 the kind of boss that, uh, and then, you know, he'd be, you know, ruthless. Totally Machiavellian, but then he would, you know, make up for it by giving all to charity. Well, you can't balance it out by being evil and then giving a lot of stuff to charity in the hopes that you'll get away with it. It didn't work, and he knows it didn't work. And we talked about it not working, you know. And so he finally came to the conclusion: people are no damn good. And that's when he finally came to that conclusion. And then, but then he had an epiphany of God, and he did finally repent right at the last minute. But. You know, it's it's um, amazing the kind of thing he had to go through from falling from the top all the way to the bottom. And uh, at the top, the only way you could defend your position of being uh, an influencer then, being kind of the hidden boss, being the being the you know a guy like that with a lot of power, the only way that you could uh, keep that was to st- was to stay ruthless. Every once in a while, you got to you know knock the guy's brains out with a baseball bat. Right? Just to t- teach the others to stand down. I mean, that's the way it works. So, you know, and that's every, pretty much every elite family at some point. The, what differentiates them is that they were somehow involved at some point in, you know, legal criminality, to say the least. Like, for example, the Huntington family stealing the railroads, you know, stealing the land, the Indian massacres. It was all for land. The Maui burning all for land. I mean, you know, this, this country is soaked in blood. Soaked in atrocities. Soaked in murder. So, good. The chain's broken. You know, not that there aren't good people. There are good people too, but I mean, it is what it is, so let's move on. They're going to get us next week. Well, they might, you know. Maybe not, but see, I don't think I'm going to try to get people to do anything. I think the thing I'm going to do is pray to the Lord. It's if you got me wherever you want me, Lord, that's where I'll be. You want me to die, so be it, I'll die. Praise God. And that's the only thing that's going to bring me peace, I know it. Because if I keep going around like like last night with a monkey mind about uh, 
every every little thing, you know, every every thought that occurs to me in my extremely fast processing mind brain. Um, I got to tame that thing. You know what I mean? That that brain it gets me in a lot of trouble. It, it's a fast processor, but it gets me in a lot of trouble because you can jump from one thing to another to another to another. Before you know it, you've got this whole conspiracy that you know you're just screwed and everything else is uh, you know and everything's a failure and everything's horrible and it's never going to be good again and then you get depressed then after you get depressed it's like you know it's it's got to be someone else's fault right when you get depressed so you're looking for a cause couldn't be you bringing about your own depression so you look around you go well look it's this 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 it's, I mean if I didn't have all that probably wouldn't be depressed. Well, if you were never born, you wouldn't be depressed. That's for sure. So then it becomes an absurd... The whole thing becomes absurd. The whole thought process. Because we, in my opinion, I can't solve anything. Every situation, every interaction, every relationship I have, it's too complex for me because there's too many... That person... They have a million things going on. I have a million things going on. There's no way we can actually communicate with each other. Once in a while, maybe, you know. We have the illusion of it when we get together and watch a concert or watch a ball game. But it, it's not real. It's just a feeling of, you know, uh, of, 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 you know we have a, a single purpose. We want our team to win, let's say. Or we want to hear our favorite song. And we all agree that's the best song. And so we all kind of feel this kinship with each other but then it ever notice how it just when the concert's over when the game's over just it, that's all gone all that goodwill is out the window because it was just an illusion a projection it wasn't real and we can't live on that you know the only way we can really live you know and and, and move on is to to to, to slay this dragon of fear and the, the chains that bind, and the soul ties, and all the things that have happened, the past is dead. It needs to be slain like killing a dragon. It just needs to be slain. Once the past is dead, I don't think they can they can trigger me at all. And I have nothing to feel guilty for, because guess what? If anything comes up where I should feel guilty, I deal with it at that moment. I'm not going to like carry it for 30, 40, 50 years. That's enough of that. Even though I was told it's all my fault when I was a kid, so I, I did carry that for all that time. But it, it, today it stops. I could do a lot more without all these incredible, incredibly stupid distractions. And dumb because the past is dead and the future doesn't exist. It's just we have now. And um, and when we have our focus on what, what actually does exist now, uh, there's no room for any, you know, there's no room for worrying about the past because the past doesn't exist. And everything that happened in the past is basically a fiction anyway. Everything that's going to happen in the future is speculation and fiction too. Our interpretation of the events of the past is fiction. That's why in certain cases, you know, we have... Eight people are witnesses to a certain crime, and every one of them has a different story. You wonder, are we talking about the same thing? It's because it's, it's, it's bullshit, usually. 
So that that's basically. I, I've just got to stop even talking about that because even talking about that too much is. I don't want to resurrect any chains. I want those chains gone today. And um, also, I want to laugh at the folly of people, and because some of the, their their shenanigans are just dang dang right funny. I mean, I realize that you know it's the big apocalypse, but I mean, some of these people are just ridiculously absurd. And it, you know, it, you know, it, it's the stuff of uh, comedy and laughter. I mean, yeah, it's sad that you know, if you think about Ukraine and you think about that whole thing that's going on there, you know, and you you see these these actors, but you know, these people that back this Zelensky guy and he's got like, I don't know how many, but he's a big billionaire and he's got houses all over the world and he's got you know, and, and the, the the image he portrays is complete bullshit. And the people follow for it, that's their problem. That's their chain. They have these chains. Gullibility is a chain. Believing in cause like that is a complete chain. You know? And, um, but, but there's no need for me to correct them because, or even to point it out, because it's obvious. So, people can look at it or not, I don't care. It's got nothing to do with me. There's no reason I should worry about it. There really isn't. Well, they're killing a lot of people. Well, that's fine. They kill people every day. What, what do you want me to do? About it? I almost died the other day. So what's the big deal with death? At least those people aren't suffering anymore in some stupid country like that with Biden shitting all over it. I mean, you know, it's, it's just a complete joke at this point. And it might evolve into World War III, which would be a, a Biden wet dream. If he could nuke all the people in the United States, he'd just be, he would have achieved his goal. Okay. But I'm not going to wish Biden any harm. I'm break that. I don't even need to say that much. I can just break that right there. There is nothing connected between me and Biden. Between the president and me. I'm not really don't even consider myself a citizen of anything. Right? I belong to the kingdom of God. That's where I, where I belong. That's my citizenship. I don't really do anything on the earth. It's just. It's just a temporary manifestation. It, it certainly is not permanent. What do you do? You want to say something? Hmm? I know. You want to say something? You want me to get off this, this call right now? He just, wherever I go, he is. Don't do that. Wherever I go, he is. But that could be a, you know, it's, it's, it's a blessing or a curse, but he's got to be right there on my feet. And he's sort of been, you know, with me the whole time through these traumas and of health and all that. And he's just, I, I guess I should just call him Doc. He's like, you know, Doc Benz, he's, he's, he's there making sure I'm okay. It's a, it's the cutest thing. I've never seen a dog act like that, really. And uh, but it it really is like a like a, it's the kind of dog you'd see in a TV show, you know what I mean? Where they're almost human. Are they just you know they? And a lot of times he just talks. But um, well, this is pleasant sitting out here on the outside. It's going to get hot today, probably. 
But, you know, if the Lord wants the weather to be uh, normalized, uh, the Lord will make it that way. So praise God. I used to shake my fist at the sky and blame George W. Bush when we lost all the pinon trees here in New Mexico. I blamed him. And yelling at the sky, it's kind of like yelling at the cars going by on the corner. I realized how stupid that, that, that was. I realized how, what a waste of time and that nothing that I would do in that regard, be acting like a child and stomping my feet and telling him to stop it, that it, it was just like one of the most immature things I could possibly do. This, is a t- this is, requires maturity. Being a warrior, everyone has to be a warrior today. And that means, you know, you walk through the battlefield and it's all dead people, you just keep walking. You don't have a nervous breakdown and you don't, you don't, you know, the Bible says people are going to be so afraid, you know, as, as things progress here, that they're going to faint from, they're going to just die from fear. Their hearts will just fail them. And um, so I think this little message to me today is, uh, you know, preparing me for that for that day because we don't want, there's no need for me to faint from fear. There's no need for me to fall down dead because I can't handle it. You know what I'm saying? No matter how bad it gets. All right. And I'll see you guys. No, I'm not going to play the Skippy stuff. I'm going to just go to this 3 a.m. blood. In Jesus' name, blessings to all of you. I just pray that if this is for you, if this, if you want these chains broken too like I do for me, then I declare them broken in Jesus' name. Just walk away. Just walk away in Jesus' name. Amen. Be free.